Tom Bernard Show with Catherine Brandt, who's not in there. She is. She just. Hi, I am. There she is. And. Katie Bloomquist. Mike Molina. Andy Rand Bernard. Tony Price. And Doug Sprinthal. An LA Knicks coming in later on, but his moving van or. I just got. I got to talk to Joe from from Louisville. Joe from Louisville, you got to call in about this prank thing. This is unbelievable. In any case, we'll be right back. Kick things off. Tom Bernard Show. It doesn't matter. We're coming back. Okay. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. All right, let's talk diabetes. Let's talk the tour to cure. I have a friend who's probably the only person I know that makes more money than you do. He is a guy named... <laughs> yeah. Can he loan us Paul some money? Paul Walzer doesn't. That, no? There's no question about that. To give out low-interest loans. He might. He's a really interesting... I'll tell you a story briefly, and, and I'll read some of this email that I just got from him. His name's Dale Pollock, and he started a company uh, most car dealers use called V-Auto. It allows us to figure out what the market is on used car values, helps us. It's an inventory management tool. It's okay. phenomenally successful. He built it uh, on his own when he went to work for his dad because his dad wanted him to do it, uh, take over the used car operations of this big Cadillac dealer in Chicago. The problem was is that Dale's blind. So he had developed all the science, turned it into a fabulously fantastic company, sold it to Cox Communications for $780 million, nice. and then went to work for him and now works harder than he did when he owned the company. So he only got, he's only got one more million than us. Right. He's <laughs> just a little bit ahead, <laughs> 779 780 So he had sent me a note a while ago uh, that his son had just been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And so oh. I sent him an email said, hey, Dale, we got the writing team together. This is a gr- right up your alley. If you can at least give us a donation, I can guilt shame all the other car people in the town into contributing money. Well, apparently uh, the president of the ADA is a really good friend of his, and they're about to make a like a big dough nice. donation. It won't come to Team KQ Walzer. If you're out there uh, and you know Dale Pollock is, you can donate to our team. Go to the uh, KQ morning show podcast page you can either we'd love it if you'd sign up and ride that means you too these this is a bicycle ride you can't bring your harley tony i, I remember how to ride a bicycle okay 26 miles june 2nd i, I have one but we can I re- find one for you <laughs> we'll just I, steal one 
Well, you just know, get one of those public, the Minneapolis yeah. ones. And yeah. if you don't want your name associated with us, it's fine. Just right. donate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell people you know us. And it's cool because uh, KQ uh, gratis did a, uh, had Tom cut some promotional spots, and we're starting to get a lot of donations in from, I assume they're listeners, and they're 20 bucks here, 30 bucks there. Sure, it all so adds up. It does add up. Sure. We're in fifth place in the corporate team right now. We just went by Best Buy. Ha, ha, ha. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. What? That's cool. Great. So, Catherine, sign up. Anybody, sign up or give us money. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I should how go into development. Like there you go. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, what, you really what's should. the day I have to ride this bicycle? June 2nd, Saturday. Starts right across the bridge here at Boom uh, Park. We're going to go. It's a 26-mile route. We'll be done by lunchtime. Boom Island. Okay, Boom well, some, some so, okay, if I will. only go, like, two miles? Yes, absolutely. Then well, maybe Uber it to the money, end. As long as you give them money, you can do whatever you want. We're setting up a, we're setting up a <laughs> gin and tonic stand at uh, uh, Michael Bryant's house, which is on the way. Yeah. Mike's, he's kicking ass again. He, is you he? know, because he raised over 1000 himself last year, so he got to go to the Red Rider champions dinner and he's almost there again so nice he is a red rider there's no no question about it that's our car commercial (laughs) there you go (laughs) walzer automotive group walzer.com on your microphone so everything's yep, good everything's good what does this mean it all i don't think you can delightful. read it on the air but who is that i you know, don't know people else? are berserk somebody's going to start bothering la nick apparently so i got to find out who it is i have some good news wow what's that st paul school board has rescinded their policy uh not allowing people to celebrate halloween and all that sort of stuff good what? Yep. good it's about time that's really oh, funny. I bet that comes from the Hmong celebration. Well, yeah, I, probably. I, the story I read yep. is some guy brought this up a couple times. He goes, you know, we have the Hmong celebrations and all this. we got to do stuff for the mm-hmm. Christian kids, so why not? And I guess the, it, well, was, a una- it really... was a unanimous. Well, it's Christmas, Halloween, yeah. Valentine's Day, yeah. all the stuff that they said. Oh, it's so offensive. Exactly. It's like celebrate uh, everybody's stuff. Right. Oh, now that's about a different culture, now it's okay for everybody? No, this was the the, the point that the parent made. It's like, you know, we have all these multicultural celebrations. What's the matter with the old ones? And Mm -hmm. I guess the school board unanimously said, yeah, you're right. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. We had to just prove that it was okay with other cultures before it was okay with our culture. The Adina school board, I guess. It's a step in the right direction. I guess the Adina school board had a big meeting. They were trying to throw out a board member that... um, had uh, conservative values, whatever oh, that God. even means today. Yeah, whatever that even means. So they were true. trying. They were trying to fire her. So they had a ton of people go and support her and try to keep that from happening. Why can't people have a different opinion than you? I, I just don't understand that. You, your opinion differs from mine. Therefore, I hate. Because you. it threatens what? their standing and it threatens How? their agenda. How does it threaten their? Because standing? they're weak. It's, just, <laughs> it's good to have different opinions on everything, I would think. I would think. That's how you build things and all the rest of it, but uh, uh, whatever. So it's good. pretty interesting to see all this stuff happening. I'm glad that they voted that way. Yeah. Because why, why, why delete right. cultural celebrations and add 
other cultural celebrations. Why not just bring them all well, in? Well, in the big picture, it's okay to have some fun things happen at school, right? Yeah, it's I would think so. Kids. That's all kids care about is, you know, right. Friday and recess. <laughs> I got some bad news for all my teachers at St. Joe's and St. Anne's. I never considered Halloween Christmas, New Year's. I never considered any of those to be religious holidays. Yeah, Halloween there. especially. No. Definitely not a religious holiday. No. Halloween, Halloween uh, it's, it's no. all souls. They are all saints. Well, they are all saints. Yeah. But it has nothing to That's do with that. That's not how we celebrate it in America. I mean, nope. that I know no. of. Candy. Yeah. Candy. candy. It's right. candy. Exactly. Christmas yeah. is Parties. presents. It's like Vincent Price Day, basically. Which is why we have the... Uh, ADA tour to cure, right? Because of Halloween celebrations. <laughs> it all right. does. It all ties in together. That's exactly right. Yeah, could we just. Uh, here's what I don't understand. If you treat somebody poorly based on their skin color or gender or orientation, you're wrong. If you treat them in a special way for the same reasons, you're still wrong. Everybody should get treated the same, right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody should be treated the same. Right. That's easy to agree with. Yeah, I mean, what is the problem here? We have a lawyer in our midst. She could probably tell you. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) What kind of law do we practice? Uh, Equine law. What the hell is equine? Horses? Horses. For the oh, I know it's horses, but how, it's why do horses the, need lawyers? Is, it, is there a horse the holiday I don't know about? It's actually really a commercial practice. It involves a lot of businesses. Uh, so I represent everything from the uh, preventive side, doing the contracts, to the litigation side for all sorts of different kinds of claims that come about from horses. Yep. There you That's go. That's what she does. So she's claims also come about because of horses. Yes, everything from people falling off to shareholder disputes when you have like a real experienced trainer that gets involved with someone unexperienced. Oh, yeah. Uh, to product liability, had a feed-through flight control product that was killing horses. Oh, so great. It, it's really been a diverse, 28 years now, a very diverse practice. Now, how many people are there that practice that sort of law? They, they in can't Minnesota, be not yeah. too many. Yeah, yeah no, pen, plenty more in Kentucky and Florida, but up here it's pretty rare. Yeah, that would make sense. So she's can- candidate for woman of the year. What? Yes. Yes. I'm a woman of the year. Where I'm picking up tips here on how to do my fundraising as you're uh, promoting. Yes. The, guilt uh, shame. Yeah. Guilt That's shame. Awesome. Yeah. Do we get to yeah, cool yeah. We got the gold star ride. We got uh, this whole side of the table. will tell you how to we get that. We just want done. your money. That's why we're here. Fork it over. I want your list. I want your list after we finish here so I can go to them next for my fundraising. Perfect. It's available for sale in the lobby. Okay. <laughs> why do you, why do you need to be, why do you need to raise funds for woman of the year? So so I'm raising funds for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Oh, okay, I see. And this is a 10-week, and we're just finishing up from a 10-week intensive program where I've been doing fundraising every single day uh, during that time. And uh, the, the hope is, is that we continue to do more research as well as promote patients so that people like Catherine's brother mm-hmm. can have new and better treatments. Just last year alone, uh, the FDA approved 18 new treatments uh, oh. For leukemia and lymphoma oh, for blood cancers, amazing. yes. So we're making great progress, but until someone, you know, doesn't get that call saying, you know, you've been diagnosed, or someone else gets that call and saying, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do, we need to keep doing the the research. I agree. I remember when I was a kid uh, in the '60s, leukemia was a, for children was about oh, a death absolutely. sentence. It was just I mean, yeah, had yeah. You heard fun, that word. Four or five and, kids in yeah. my grade school. You died just would hang that. your head and that cry. was actually my first experience because as I was growing up, my younger cousin was diagnosed with leukemia, 
And actually, I brought a horse to her hospital room <laughs> Did you really? to cheer her up. But it was like a, it was a really big deal to me as a growth, growing person to yeah. see her go through it. And then I've had other people that have been diagnosed along the way. And the other reason doing research for blood cancers is so important is it helps with all cancers. My husband is, is presently going through an aggressive prostate cancer, which is also a really, really common diagnosis today for men. And I found out that like one of the cutting edge treatments for aggressive prostate cancer is the new immunotherapy that was developed by blood cancer research. Oh. So the, the drugs and treatments we're coming up with with blood cancer are actually helping for all cancers. Uh, so blood is easier to do research on than tissue is. So that's one of the reasons for that. So I'm passionate about this and uh, would love not only your list, but whatever <laughs> support right. you know. So we she'll can give get. you fifty dollars if you give her fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. oh, there you go. We're gonna get it out of the other. That's how it works. Right. Here we go. Nineteen sixty five-year survival rate for leukemia was fourteen percent. Uh, now it's sixty-five percent. Exactly. Great. So yeah. There you go. It's, it's much, gone up a bit. That's positive. Absolutely. So there's a couple of places people can help. Um, my website is www.crimsoncures.org. So that's C-R-I-M-S-O-N-Q-U-R-E-S dot org. And you can make donations straight to that site. Or you, the big gala, which is the conclusion of the Man, Woman of the Year, is coming up in a week. Um, hopefully you can make it, Catherine, with your brother. That'd be great. Um, and it's a beautiful, inspirational night. It's a formal affair. If you're coming in support of my team, by the way, wear red. Crimson Cures. Oh, wear terrible red. in red. <laughs> okay, we'll put a red flower on you. have you. red hair. <laughs> Not my color. It's like yellow on me. Ugh, no. I had a bad. feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> so do I get extra credit for wearing red today? You do. And yeah, red right. red I, I had a completely I different I reason for wearing red. The rule is then you double your donation to me today since you're wearing red today. Wow, she is good. <laughs> I, I'll give you two checks. That yeah, works. There you go. That works. There you go. So I'm very well, thanks for doing all that hard work. I, well. Fundraising is not easy. It's not a, and there's a lot of people honor. who need them and need money and lots of great causes out there. There is. There's a lot of great causes, and I agree with that. I mean, the one that you were speaking of is also a really great cause. But well, uh, one of the things that's cool about Minnesota is th- there is a lot of philanthropy in the DNA of the state. I yes. mean, this is one yes. of the most generous states in the country in terms of this sort of stuff. So it's neat. It's good. That's and such Andy, a positive thanks, show today. Thanks for <laughs> thinking I'm old enough to have gone to grade school in 1960. Yeah. <laughs> That's the date I had. Two. I was only two. <laughs> yeah, you were two years old. That was that's old enough. So Tony, what's the latest with Gold Star Ride? Uh, GoPro. We inked a deal with GoPro yesterday, so we you have did? that new con that new uh, corporate sponsor. So we're gonna make sure that we're gonna be using GoPro cameras to make sure that we get our documentary made when we go on our motorcycle ride this summer. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. That's a that's really good awesome. thing. That's yeah, that's a really, really good thing. So GoPro. And your uh, that's, that's the uh, mobile camera maker. Right. 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 So they're giving us cameras that we can mount on the motorcycles and helmets. And and uh, they offered us a, uh, oh, I want to say it's a it's a gimbal stick, I think, yeah. is what it's called. It's yeah. called yeah. a so gimbal get, stick? Yeah, so you put the camera on the end of it. It doesn't matter what you do with the stick. The camera always goes to the right position and gets to the right shot. Oh, that's so cool. It's really? a pretty cool little invention. How do you yes. know about that, Sprinthal? I'm into <laughs> photography. You are not. I am, too. 
Since what, when do you have About time? About six or seven years ago. Well, I was a PR and communications director. Part uh, of it is taking pictures. Yeah, but I mean, well, seven years ago, wasn't that, uh, wasn't all photography done on film then? No, stop. <laughs> that, that's why I got into it, because I am cheap. And so it's like, you know, I like this digital What's stuff. What's the this documentary about? Well, we're riding motorcycles to visit Gold Star families around the country. Okay. And Gold Star families, of course, are the ones left behind after somebody is killed in the military. Speaking of that, we wear red is because it's an acronym for Remember Everyone Deployed. So anytime you ever see me in person, you're always going to see some red somewhere. So That's today, cool. today it's a little bit more bold. but uh, So, yeah, we're going to go visit these Gold Star families around the country, and we make our presentations to them to pay honor to them and help them with uh, education funds and stuff. And we do all of it uh, in person, mm -hmm. and we show up on motorcycles, which is kind of the cool aspect of the whole thing because when – 150 motorcycles pull up to your front door, it's a really powerful experience. Sure. If, if you've never had it, if you've never experienced it, I strongly recommend you find a way to just be there for it at least once. I did once, but they all had blue lights on them. It wasn't quite the same. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, blue lights. <laughs> Pulling right up. Yeah, that's never They used to thing. be red back when I was a kid, though. <laughs> and that, you know, it's a whole different deal. All right, so, and now, Doug... Yes. Tour to Cure. What are we curing at Tour to Cure? Well, this is uh, to all the money raised goes to the American Diabetes Association. And they the Tour to Cure is a national event. They have them in probably 30 cities around the country. Mm -hmm. And last year, Minnesota was number one, raised over a million bucks. Unbelievable. That's like so it's much money. Fantastic. That's amazing. 950000 from KQ listeners. And then those guys at Best Buy threw in a little bit. <laughs> That was it? <laughs> no. To round it up. What's really interesting, because if you go to the page, you can see the corporate pages. Uh, the big winners are the, there's some individual people that have raised close to $20,000 themselves. That's great. It is cool. It is unbelievable. How much do you expect to raise for? Leukemia? It's confidential among all the candidates on uh, how much, but I can tell you this, that the uh, the man that won last year raised 43000 and the woman, I think it was like seventy five. Some women are over 100000 each wow. year. Man. So wow. I can tell you that I'm really happy with how I'm done with my fundraising, okay. and uh, but there's always room for more. I should take course. some pointers from you, sister. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe you'll have your list for sale in the lobby. <laughs> I, I sent out a lot of letters, I will say that. It is amazing. So how do people contact you, Katie, to make a donation? If you go to my website, that's the easiest way, www.crimsoncures.org. Crimson Cures spelled properly. Correct. Okay, I wanted to make sure. No, both with a K. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. And then, Tony, how about Gold Star? The Gold Star Ride Foundation webpage is the best way to help us. That's goldstarride.org. Also both with a K. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, cold car, <laughs> and then guitar. Yeah, yeah. And Doug, we we know how to go to well, a cure because it's about six thousand. And I'll give these two a tip. Okay. Here's uh, the only smart thing a I tip? did last year is I had my email address. The one smart thing. The one smart thing. Changed. I can testify. One. No. <laughs> and if you need to get a hold of me, I can connect you with the tour to cure. Just email me, Doug at Walzer com. That's it. So you give out your email address all the time. Well, I know you do. Yeah, I know, but I mean, so so that's what they should do too. Sure. If you Realize just come if up I with something up, simple, especially when you're speaking in public or whatever, people go, "Oh, I can remember that." Yeah. Can you imagine if I gave out my email address to some people? 
Crab Ass Daddy 66. Yeah, Crab Ass Daddy 66. That's exactly what it is right there. Thank you. Yeah, we get tons of emails to the Tom Bernard Show feedback thing that are like, they think that it's going right to you. Um, But they never do get to you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Gee, I wonder why they don't get to me. Well, that's why you didn't respond to my email. We screened them for you. Sorry, sorry, people, but yeah. Yeah, I don't see see any of them. Well, it's all the same handful of people or cadre of people. Oh, listen to my wife. Uh, it's more than a handful. Thanks, honey. It's Thanks a, a lot. Good stack. No, it's, it's just part of being part of being in, uh, in Minnesota. The Minnesotans love to go after people. Yes. Uh, I don't know why that is, but they do. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020. To RSVP today. That's 855 554 2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. It's too late to fight. It's too late to change. You may be wrong, but all I know but you may be right. So we're back without Tom Bernard on the Tom Bernard. Fortunately, the co host is here. Fortunately, thank goodness, we no worries. a little bit more about what your fundraiser is doing. Sure. I'd be, so uh, you get you get a vote for your woman of the year for every dollar. That is correct. Every dollar counts as a vote. And they at the end of the night, we've That's been fundraising. That's how it works for president, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, more than a, it's more than a dollar. <laughs> I, I always thought it was the other way around. He gets a vote for every dollar he hands out. There you go. Yeah, we've been doing this for 10 weeks now, and, and actually it's pretty exciting the night of, because at the night of the gala, they continue to tabulate. You don't know how anybody's doing. And we have 15 candidates running this year. I think it's nine men, six women, something like that. And you, the money keeps continuing to be raised through the night, and then they take a break while the accounting firm tabulates it and announces it. So it's it's a very exciting thing. Oh, it's an accounting firm, so it's like the uh, Oscars. Yeah, that's Sorry. that's about right. And in fact, we dress up like it's the Oscars too. So. And when when is the gala? It is a week from Saturday. It's May nineteenth, at is, the River Center in St. Paul. And is our tickets mm. available? Same place, crimsoncures.org. Uh, tickets are also available there. They are. Okay. Yes. How many people attend that? Bless you. 
between five and seven hundred. In fact, we oh. outgrowed our location, outgrew our location from last year, and we had to move to a bigger place. I think that's where Starkey Foundation has their annual gala too. If I that could right. be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I've heard that that's a really swanky deal. It is. That's the only time I've ever honestly been starstruck. Oh, really? Not so much the people that were up there, like Clinton and Morgan Freeman, all these people. It was just the people sitting in the audience at the next table. Holy shit, that's Wayne Gretzky. That's I mean, it was just everywhere. Knowing me, I would know nobody. I'd be like, you sat next to Bon Jovi the whole time. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I'd be the worst. You know I am. Alex is here. Yeah. For Hello. a switch. I'm here. <laughs> Once Dad gets here, I guess she'll be. Do you want to go to a gala he, with me? He walked in. Yeah, and then, and then he left. Left. He when must is be this, on a very important phone call. May nineteenth. Let me see if Daryl can it's come. The fishing opener, Super isn't it? Pregnant lady gala dress. Fishing openers this weekend. Oh, I thought it was weekend? this weekend. I think it's I'm this sorry. weekend. Pretty yeah. sure. How do we not know that living in Minnesota? That's like the. We live in the city. One of the highlights of everybody's year is the fishing opener. It is not mine. Not mine either, but so, for a lot I of didn't people. Know. You know, in my lifetime, I've never had a fishing license. I've been in Minnesota my whole life, and I've never Does had a fish fishing license. Have one? you fished? <laughs> I've never gone. I've never needed one. Really? It's, it's No. When I was a kid, before I turned 18, I was fishing five days a week in the summer. But uh, after I turned 18, I just got busy doing other stuff and so buying fish, cars. And you can fish for free when you're a child? Is that how it works? Uh, that's the In the town are. I grew up in, that's the way it worked. <laughs> I, I grew even... up in a little town in southern Minnesota. We just went and did whatever we wanted. As a matter of fact, I had to make my own fishing gear. I would take little nail, nails out of the garage and bend them into fish hooks and take shoelaces out of shoes. And did you get many fish that way? I never always, caught one. Yeah, I caught lots of fish. When really? I was, yeah. And I always went fishing barefoot, and, and uh, I had to break a branch out of the tree for a fishing pole. And, and wow. Wait a minute. Now my wife like calls Huck me. Finn. I, was, you you know, I was Huck just going to say that. I tell that story to my wife, and then she calls me Huck Finn. Her kids all call me Huck Finn. <laughs> That's cute. Just, yeah. You, you know, Dig before, your own worms. <laughs> of course. Of course. You know, night crawler hunting was a favorite pastime when I was 12. That sounds you know, we, just thrilling. We, my, my dad had this huge garden, right? He had this huge garden in the backyard. Worms. Before he would plant anything in it, in the springtime especially, We'd put the sprinklers out there all day oh. long, so it would just be so thick with, you know, you step in it barefoot, and it would go up to your ankles. Ew. And yeah. we'd go out there with flashlights at night and catch the night crawlers, and we'd be diving across the mud and belly flopping into it and catching night so crawlers. I'll and- go fishing. I'll take the fish off the hook, but I will not put the bait on the hook. That's the same thing as me. I've had to have other people take <laughs> the hook for me. I won't do it. I just yeah. can't. I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing gross. it when I was a kid, but as an adult, it just got too busy and it yeah. didn't become important to me to go fishing anymore. I guess that's true. Well, what are you going to do? Probably had a lot to do with that. When I went fishing, I went fishing with my friends and my brothers. I didn't go fishing with my father. Oh, so that's that, not that fun. Probably, that <laughs> probably had a lot fun. to do with it. Yeah. Your father taking you fishing would be an experience. It was like, I think of... My father taking me golfing because, like, golfing is his thing. And, and yelling going, at you the entire yeah, time? Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> just kidding. Keep your head down! Stop <laughs> having fun! Yeah. yeah. Take it more seriously. I'm Why like, no. Why are you dancing? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it called a game? Yeah. That's what she He thought. takes it real seriously. Well, the one time my father tried to take Tom out fishing on the lake that they lived on, and Tom tossed the 
uh, anchor off the boat, and it wasn't tied onto the boat. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> a true sailor. And couldn't understand why my father was a little miffed that he hadn't checked to see if the anchor was tied on. He's a city kid. <laughs> he doesn't understand. I think it wasn't wrapped around his leg. I've seen oh that trick God. before. <laughs> Sounds like he learned from Gilligan. Uh, good Some stuff. of the only times I ever have been fishing were with Grandpa. Yeah. They used to ice he's fish the, and everything. What are you doing? He's the only one in my life that's ever cared about fishing. This this boat's sinking it's fast really without weird. you at the helm. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just there. No, get in what? here. This is your show. Get in here. You guys can do it. We're, ta- we're, we're talking fishing. What are you doing? We're talking smack about you, so you should get in here quick. What? <laughs> what is he doing? You should have just told me to come in late. I didn't know I about certain things. a million things to do out there anyway. Mm. More important than your podcast, really? It's named after you. The listeners feel so special at this point. Okay, what are you talking about? Fishing. Fishing. And And your your nautical skills. You threw the anchor off the boat without having it tied on. I what? You threw the anchor off the boat. Yeah, your dad was real happy about that. I do remember that. (laughs) See, I did not lie. It's true. He actually did. Yeah. So, what are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to do? It all works out in the end. I don't know what you're going to do. So why? Do you, how did you get on the subject of fishing? He was talking about his Huck Finn days over here. No, I, we were days. debating over when the fishing oh, opener was that's first. Where, that's oh. what started, and, yes. And then we got into my Huck Finn it's days. It's definitely yeah. this weekend. Are, aren't there several of them? Are there like the walleye day and there's the musky oh, day and there's maybe. the panfish day? and the, are, They're all different, aren't they? Or are they the same you're, now? You're, you're looking at me like I'm an authority, and I, don't I have think no that's clue. That's true. Fishing no opener idea. is the twelfth. So yeah, there you go. So it's this Saturday. Uh, yes. See. Yeah, it's always Mother's Day weekend, yeah. right? Yeah. Why do they put the, the fishing opener on Mother's Day weekend every yeah. year? That makes no sense. Wanna, didn't want to celebrate Mother's Day, maybe. They didn't I don't care know. <laughs> they give sure. the moms a break. Didn't they change it once, like two or three or four years ago? They tried to put it on an off weekend because mothers were upset. I don't remember that. Apparently, it didn't take. And <laughs> <laughs> turns out mothers were upset whether they got presents or not. Yeah, yeah I guess. Can't, can't make mothers happy. Apparently, as it turns out, it's nothing you can do for us. Yeah, because I, I, I think there was also a problem initially with the uh, with the deer hunting opener. That's in the fall. But right? that's the first week in November now, yeah. I, I think. So I, I don't know what it ran into it's before, but what? It's usually around their wedding. Yeah. Hmm. Date. Their anniversary. Birds. The third week in October. I don't know. There's yeah. Seems like there's two or three seasons for that too. Time. Yeah, I think so. That our wedding was when it was. People cannot hear you, by the way. That's what I'm saying. You should be sitting here in my spot. I let, I offered to for her to sit. I feel terribly She's guilty. Fine. Pregnant girl sitting she'd on the rather, floor. She'd rather scroll on her phone anyway. Yes, I suppose it's all true. <laughs> well, there are a lot of hunting and trapping seasons that I didn't know of. Like uh, in September, the morning dove season starts. Yep. Rough grass. Ruffled grouse? Yeah. Is that ruffed, a morning dove? Ruffed grouse. Ruffed. Or is it ruffed grouse? Or is it ruffled? I can't remember. Oh, I think boy. It's ruffed, ruffed you can tell grouse. that everybody in this room lives in the I cities. Never, <laughs> ever been, I've never been hunting in my life, and I've been fishing, I think, maybe uh, twice. My yeah. brother Terry heard this. He'd be shaking his head. I know. Yeah, I've never been hunting in my life, and I, and I fish, like, I think twice. Crow hunting? Crow? Like, why would you hunt crow a crow? Crow hunting. They can't taste great. 
I think they're like greasy. So <laughs> you think crows are? Why would shiny. you think crows are greasy? I think he's right. Actually, a crow meat I think is greasy. Really? How do you know that? I don't know. They used to eat crow. <laughs> no, you never did. Please tell me you never did. That's <laughs> uh, No, I never have. No. I don't know. It all worked. I still, I don't really understand how you got on the subject at all. Because something that was on the fishing opener. Because I, I was telling Alex about the day of the lymphoma. Oh. I mean, yeah, the gala is gala. in a week, so we were making sure it didn't conflict with the yes, fishing opener. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you not got a, a good date. We have a good date. Yeah, because yes. nobody's here next weekend. I tell you what, weekend. though, that deer hunting opener is a big deal because we used to take our our KQ trip to Vegas in the first week in November every year. Mm-hmm. Or I, it, it used to be later than that, and then we moved it up to the first week, and about ten people showed up, and we were going, "What's the problem?" Apparently, a million people a year go deer hunting in Minnesota. A million. Hmm. That sounds about right. That's like that's a third a, of the population, isn't it? Third, no, there's <laughs> no, five and a half million. Yeah. Oh. Well, there are like yeah. ten different deer seasons, so oh, there yeah. are. They have to stagger them all. There's firearm seasons, one hundred a bow hunting. Bow yeah. Hunting. There's three firearm seasons. There's a muzzle loader season. What is a muzzle loader? It's like a blunder like bus, old fashioned. Yeah. Like a musket. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. People the bullet still use down those. The end of it. There's archery season, special youth deer season, Camp Ripley archery hunt, all sorts of deer hunting seasons. Well, now we know, just in case. Now you're all covered and you're ready to go, huh? You know, all this stuff, because I know I can see you out there deer hunting and fishing a lot. I could never shoot a deer. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it'll all work out in the end. <laughs> and you should probably bring some news up on the screen because I really don't want to. There is. You want me to read that story? <laughs> OMG, this cop is talking to the freaking groundhog. So begins a video posted to Facebook that shows a Maryland sheriff's deputy trying to get a groundhog out of a roadway where it was backing up. He's trying to talk to the groundhog to get it off the highway. I don't think they listen, and they're mean. Groundhog can stop traffic. I don't know how. They're, They're pretty not... big. No, I think someone just didn't want to run over a groundhog. Oh. I think you could. I don't think they would stand much of a chance against a car. I wouldn't no. think so. Justina Olkowska, the woman ta- uh, talking over the video, soon turns from a giggling OMG to a gasping when she films the Carroll County Sheriff's Office deputy eventually shoot and kill the animal as it advances toward him. Aren't ground groundhogs are about the size of? They're not big. They're not big. They're fairly they're big. They're mean, though, huh? I mean, yeah. It's like a mean. raccoon, right? Yeah. Uh, probably about the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they're, they're definitely smaller than that. Oh, they are? Well, I mean, they're Caddyshack. That was a groundhog. I remember our dogs had one they out in the field. Talked like a and dolphin. And it was oh, pretty yes. big. That's true. <laughs> what? Remember Chester and Clayton? They both had a groundhog out in the field, and they were biting at it, and it had, uh, it, it ripped one of them. Like a, mm. I don't know, four-inch open wound. That's not good. Yeah, I don't know if it was with its teeth or with its claws. They're pretty nasty. The Baltimore Sun reports the first shot didn't stop the animal from moving, so the deputy fired a second one and then returned to his car. Mm. WBAL reports the Humane Society later retrieved the remains but does not plan to test them for disease. CBS Baltimore has a statement from the sheriff's office which explains the deputy realized that it was not responding as expected for an animal that was not being cornered or trapped. Believing the groundhog to be either sick or injured, the deputy then put the animal down for the public safety. In her video post, Olkowska 
isn't as calm. This just happened, and I am so distraught. Like, I cannot believe I just witnessed this. I may be wrong, and he might have been uh, doing his job, but all I kept thinking was that uh, what if my little niece and nephew were in the car with me seeing this? Well, what, what's he supposed to do? Why don't you calm down, Justina, yeah, with I'm a Y? I'm guessing she's from the city, too. <laughs> yeah, you might. She's probably from the city, too, and she does spell Justina, J-U-S-T-Y-N-A. Uh, it might well, be Justina. Justina. You think it's Justina? <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe she goes with Justina? Well, I wouldn't uh, want to see it. Poor cop. little groundhog being assassinated on the street. Well, get the hell out of the road then. <laughs> and the cop said, bet you can't see your but shadow now. what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, the thing's <laughs> I went after the rodents with my gun, so, yeah. Really? I did. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. I th- did I, you ever have to kill a groundhog? Uh, not a groundhog, a possum and a raccoon. A rabid raccoon. Possums oh. are really mean. Yes. Yes, they're really, really mean. I tried really? first going after it with my purse. That didn't work. Yeah, so I no, went back for the gun. They'll hiss at you and go after you. They have claws and yeah, and they're gross. They're gross looking. Raccoons, on the other hand, yeah, unless it has rabies, it's probably going to run away. How did you know it had rabies? Because it was shaking and twirling around and foaming at the mouth. Oh my god! Foaming at the mouth. Late stage rabies. It looked bad. Yeah, it's not a good plan. Horrible. Not a good plan at all, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with our special guest in studio, right after this Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. back. Apparently, uh, people are having a fit, Andy. It was a gopher in Caddyshack, not a, a groundhog. Oh. So they're just having a huge I haven't seen fit about... Caddyshack in like probably 10 years. You yeah. should watch that once Plus, every five years. It remains funny. Yeah, I funny. think you do. 
But he did talk like a dolphin. His Here, voice he was talked like a dolphin, flipper. yes, exactly. <laughs> I would say this. Why don't you calm down? Uh, it's a, about an 800-year-old movie, so shut up. How about that? Go it watch old. Birth of the Nation. Yeah, yeah go exactly. watch Birth of the Nation. <laughs> that was a great Katie does have to get back to work, so we wanted her one more time to tell you uh, where you can send your donations. She can raise a lot of money. Woman of the Year, the whole shooting match. Well, my, first of all, my sincerest thanks. I really appreciate you allowing me to uh, be here today. Oh, and mo- you're most welcome. Thank hopefully, you for we coming. can do some more goods. And again, it's www.crimsoncures.org. So, C R I M S O N Q U R E S dot org. And the gala's in a week. And so, buy your tickets today if you want to come to the gala. And donations all the way up until next weekend. So, thank you. That is a wonderful You're thing. And thank, thank you, you for Katie. coming in. Katie Bloomquist, ladies and gentlemen. Crimson Cures. CrimsonCures.org. With an S. Yes. CrimsonCures.org. Yes. Okay, we'll, we'll put that up on the website, too, as a matter thank of fact. Thank you. On Monday, Israeli celebrity chef Sergev Moisha proudly posted a picture on Instagram showing off his latest creation, what looked to be a man's shoe filled with a chocolate selection from the world. Per the Washington Post, it was Moishe's dessert offering for a May 2nd dinner he oversaw for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, wife Sarah and their guests of honor, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and his wife Aki, who were making their second official visit to Israel. Observers were quick to point out, however, one big problem with Moishe's display of confections, as explained by an anonymous senior Israeli official who has served in Japan, uh, to the Yediot. I'm not reading the name of this newspaper because I got okay. no chance. I got no chance. The town tattler. Via the Jerusalem Post, there was nothing more despised in Japanese culture than shoes. Yeah, what? serving food in a shoe would be not a good thing in Japan. Really? Well, that's why they have the, that little special nook for you to take your shoes off. Oh, yeah. Because that nook isn't considered part of the house. So you take your shoes off before you enter the house proper. I so you see. don't you know, get it all gross. I could see that. Uh, that belief extends to etiquette that requires taking off one's shoes before entering no. a Japanese oh, home. The official says that Moishe's dish was stupid and sensitive, equivalent to serving a Jewish guest chocolates in a dish shaped like a pig. A Japanese diplomat adds, we were offended on behalf of our prime minister. Abe was said to have handled the situation gracefully, however, per USA Today. And a source tells YA, that's the newspaper, that Abe and his wife even invited Moishe to come and whip something up in Japan for the Times of Israel. Meanwhile, Moishe's publicist says in a statement that what the chocolates were served in was a high-quality piece of art made of cast metal in the shape of a shoe, a creation by artist Tom Dixon. It's not a real shoe. Um, once again, not everybody knows all your rules, so could you calm down a little bit? Sounds. Like, I don't see, have a picture of it other than in my mind it sounds like a turd in a shoe. It, it sounds. <laughs> it doesn't that's what look it does great, like. yeah. Oh, you have a picture of it? Let's see. They, well, He's looking for a picture. There's Abe and there's Netanyahu. Abe is taller than Netanyahu. Wow. Um, I did not know that. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see if I yeah, can... it's right there. Wait, no, that's... And that's not it? Is that it? I think that is it, yeah. It looks like a cast metal shoe. i got to be honest with you, I wouldn't eat that either. It, yeah. <laughs> and you're not even Japanese. <laughs> I'm not even Japanese, <laughs> but I wouldn't eat that either. But, but once again... Everybody getting so offended by something like that. The guy didn't know, obviously. Calm down. Yeah. Hey, why don't, we, why don't we do this? Let's treat this as a learning moment so we don't do it again. Right? I'm all for it. Yeah, it's well, a, learning, a learning opportunity. I love learning. 
hothead thought of that in the first place. I, I know, really. I know it is weird. We'll put it in the shoe. Yeah, Artists, it is weird. Artists <laughs> think they're really cool. Plus the fact, I, I would say about 99.9% of the Jews that I know eat pork anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I don't know if that pig uh, I love your little gonna... piggy dish. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of secular at this point. Calm down. Everybody is so whipped up about everything, and it's getting worse and worse and worse by the minute. There's a guy. You remember the Jimmy Pearsall story when he led the league in in three categories, and I don't know if it was Double A, Triple A, wherever it was. Um, I don't. I, all I remember is the crazy stories about him. Well, this is a pretty crazy story anyway. But there's a guy named Zachary something. He's all upset. Tommy telling the Jimmy Pearsall story for the umpteenth million time about the uh, how he almost won the triple crown, but missed it one category, and his old man uh, got on him about it. Jimmy Pearsall never got close to winning the triple crown. In fact, he never led the league in any of those categories ever. Uh, at least get your facts straight before you blurt them out. Did I say it was a major leagues? That's one thing we should ask uh, Zachary here. Hey, Zach. <laughs> First of all, again, if it upsets you so much, and you know that I've said it for the umpteenth time, why do you listen so much? That's the thing that amazes me about people. That's why I quit listening to the morning show 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the Walzer commercials. Horrible. I, why are people really upset right now? People are very, very upset right now. Why is that? What's going on in the world that has people so upset? Oh, hi. I think it's still the election. After a year and a half? People have not gotten over it, and they're never going to get over it. The election 20 years ago. You think it was? I I think uh, my view on our society is that we've been trying to get a a reason to come into two completely different sects, and we just got to be divided. Yeah, we just have to, don't we? So many people just feel like we just have to be. Yeah, we just have to be. And I could see it's like that. the new normal, just to be pitted against each other. Yeah, I, I, I think human beings are kind of a pack animal, if I can use that kind of terminology. And I think when you and I both hate the same thing, now we're in the same pack, and that gives, yeah, yeah. and it gives us a little bit of a, a, a place to begin. So I they just, just jump on board with something that they don't like and find somebody else that doesn't like it, and then they got their Seems like a pretty common easy denominator. group to get into. You just have to <laughs> on hate, either side. You just hate this thing. Oh, no, you're just one of to us. Hate, hate whatever us. the guy standing next to you is hating. Yeah. Here's what I and think you're about in. that. Here's what I think about that, though. So there are people that did, like, like this Zachary guy that's all pissed off at me about this stuff. Um, you know, what am I going to do? Going to get angry at him and hate the guy? No, I don't, it's fine. He's got his opinion, whatever. What I think about is, does this guy have a wife? Does he have children? And if I attack him on social media, I don't go on social media anyway, but if I attack him on social media, on the air or whatever, uh, am I harming his wife who did nothing? Are his children going to get ridiculed at school? They did nothing about it. People never think about that part of it. It fascinates me. How I will go after you, but by going after you, you're going to, like, especially with these, you know, these charges that are coming down on a national basis, you're harming someone's husband or wife or children or whatever, and you don't even think about that? I mean, if they did it, it's one thing. Yeah, if they did but it, it's one thing. But just to accuse somebody to try to ruin their lives is a whole nother. I mean, yeah, they don't think about collateral damage. I don't think they care. Why do they not care about how, how children are treated? 
they're not I don't think they ever have. have. I remember yeah. uh, people going after Amy Carter of all people. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I remember that. And, yep. I, and I was in my twenties. I'm like, yeah, she's an 11 year old kid. Leave her alone. For Chelsea Clinton. Remember, and everybody's Baron calling Trump. her yeah. fat and Shots ugly. It was like, too. oh my god, she's, she's a, a little kid. kid. Of course, she's an adult now, so we can go after her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's okay. Now <laughs> we, we can go after her personally. It's yeah, not. It's we don't amazing. have to worry about going after her parents. You know, I made a, a comment this morning. There was an I, I can't, uh, Amy Schumer's coming to town. She's coming to Treasure Island Resort and Casino or something, I guess. And there was a promotion picture of her. And I made the comment, actually, in in this promotion picture, she's she's stunning. She's a very good-looking woman in this picture, right? And somebody said, why would you bring that up? <laughs> and I said, well, what do you mean why did I bring it up? She, it's a nice picture of her. Well, yeah, but you said she's – I said, she. It, it's a stunning picture. Oh, why would you have to bring that up? I'm like, what? I said, uh, basically, I don't like her humor. She's not my kind of act, and I don't like her movies or anything. But that now stuff. that I think she's hot. No, yeah, I'm no, going. That's, that's not it at all. <laughs> but would I, would I say, well, you know who's really funny is uh, so-and-so. They're great. I love their movies, and they're really, really funny. But, man, are they ugly. I mean, you wouldn't do that. No, probably I not. Don't, I don't understand people. You would. People you anymore. do that all the time. You're cracked. What? Why don't you? Why don't you? If you're going to attack your <laughs> go dad, sit on go on the Twitter and Twitter or Facebook, will you? Where you belong. Yeah. Um, but I, it's so odd now. You can't say anything about anyone, positive or negative, any longer, because it's always wrong. It's say... oh, it's Obama's fault. Yeah. I think it's and Obama's fault. I'll tell you fault. why. You've decided. So when he ran his campaign in '08, he was the first guy to figure out how to use social media. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, it was on Twitter. It was all this sort of stuff. Republicans didn't know it hit him. Eight years later, Donald Trump says, hold my beer. Yeah, hold my <laughs> beer while I, twi- while I tweet up a story. You think that was something? Yeah. And now yeah. it's just the genie's out of the bottle, oh, the cat's out of the bag. Oh, it's I know. Just... Now, now Barack Obama is posting uh, things about whatever the president's doing. I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah. I don't either. I really don't think it's I, appropriate. I have to agree with you. I think once you retire from the presidency, yeah. you should go into, you should, shut up. You should just show yep. up for state funerals and he, that's it. He's been yeah. pretty quiet, although I know he's pissed about the Iran deal because like, he's came out of the closet yesterday. It's probably the wrong term to use. <laughs> yeah, that's not Fine. really what he you He came out of the say. kitchen. <laughs> so explain something to me because I, I, I don't pay a lot of attention to that. So he we pulled out of the Iran accord or agreement yep. or whatever it is. And how is that going to change anything? It's, we made some people mad. I think it's really, really complicated. So yes. Um, so it's a good thing I'm not paying the, attention to it. The, the possible bad stuff is that we went into this agreement with a bunch of allies, and if you believe mm-hmm. that you have to build consensus among amongst your allies to do good in the world or, or change it the way right. you want it to, that's a destructive thing. The other thing is the president of Iran right now is, in Iranian terms, pretty progressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he understands that their economy is kind of effed up and right. that they need the West, and he's trying to build bridges, whereas the right wing in uh, Iran was dead set against the deal from the first part, yes. and they're using this to show that this guy is weak and didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's it, it could possibly, and all this, it, like I said, it's really complicated, and I'm a car salesman, I'm not a politician, but Thank it God. could destabilize Iran, which... You know, as we know from the last 20 years, we destabilize a country in the Middle East and we wind up spending billions of dollars over there anyway. We so. didn't do that. That was England and France that did that. Right. 
So let's I'm talking make about that invading very, very Iraq clear. and Afghanistan. <laughs> Those two. Actually, you know, if if they're going to be upset at any country, it should be France. Honest to God, because of what Lawrence of Arabia did. That's right. And he was British, but there was the French and the British together. Yeah, they messed it up pretty much right after and, World War One yes, when they, they created com- countries that didn't exist. They put borders up and took people out of their own homeland. It's like, how could you do that? People don't like that. Like Steve Martin famously said. I've always been against it. I hate hate the French, but I love their fries. But I love their fries. Well, they are great fries. But here's the deal. Here's my question for you, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to learn here. So so they want us to be in the, the climate agreement, but we do nothing about India and China, who are part of the pact, by the way. They pollute like there's no tomorrow, and no one does anything about it, but we're supposed to be part of that pact. And we go in an agreement with Iran, and yet they keep building bigger and bigger and bigger munitions. Is Actually, that it doesn't sound like they did build bigger and bigger. Yeah, ones. well, it, it it could be happening. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say that. Look, I'm not know, taking. I'm not a Trump supporter. Wrong. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I'd like. I just like to know why do they want to be in all these cor- accords if they don't do anything? Particularly well, the climate. Well, I think that's the what climate they're... accord was all. It was voluntary standards set by right. all the, the countries. And if you look at what China is trying to do, they they realize they've got a huge pollution problem. They have a huge. And they're working problem. their ass on cleaning it up. Right now, uh, it's illegal if you live in Beijing to to buy an internal combustion car. You have to buy an electric. You have car. to buy electric. And they've they've worked their way up to that because you know the last Olympics there they couldn't people couldn't breathe. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I remember that. So, but I, I think I think what, what Trump's point is is that we belong to all of these things, and we contribute most the most of the money, amount of money yeah. and when we do, yeah. yes. And then nobody's following what they should be doing. Well, anyway. I think he's exactly right about NATO. Yeah. Because that is a you know you're supposed to put in what two percent of your GDP or whatever it is for for that, and a lot of countries aren't. Right. right. Doesn't co- didn't cost us anything to be in Paris. And the Iran nuke deal—it's really a, a you know an arms race to turn thing. And it is, yeah. So I don't know. It's but the North Korean thing worked out pretty well. It's so far, it's great. Of course, they blew up their own. <laughs> there is that part of it. It's like, ooh, wait a minute, uh, we better stop threatening you. We just blew up the whole facility. <laughs> yeah, the whole facility just blew up. Maybe we better be nice. Nothing to threaten you with anymore. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to learn. So now things. we'll shut up. Uh, you know, we're trying to learn. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with hour two, Tom Bernard show.